0: I don't know if we are Lock on air or not. <laughs> 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 To another edition of Repo Nerds, uh, restoring nerd cred, one geek at a time, and I am the head huntress. This is not the Sexy Witches. This is a spin-off of the Sexy Witches. I uh, started doing it last season. We did a few episodes with a fellow podcaster, and um, we decided as, uh, to continue Repo Nerds into this season, which is now season two of Repo Nerds. Slightly different format, same wonderful review show, and a new co-host. So, before we get into tonight's subject, let's please introduce my new co-host from Charleston, West Virginia, Stephen Wangley, First of all, thank you for coming on the show and being a co-host here on Repo Nerds. Would tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
1: They're listening oh wow that was such a nice setup so thank you so much um can you hear me am i yeah oh yeah Uh, you're fine fine okay great great well that was very nice thank you i'm just happy to be here um a little bit about me um i uh like film obviously is why i'm here and i just love talking about it and i love hearing other people's recommendations and thoughts and uh just here to dish it out and have a good time and see what happens.
0: Well, I'm really glad that um we get to do this together. Um you were a listener to the first season, in fact you called in, I believe, on my rock and roll high school show. Is that right?
1: That's right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah.
0: So 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 you you're a little bit familiar with the format. Um and um mm-hmm. he was on Sexy Witches, which appeared on Tuesday of this week and that show's ready. So have a listen. That's always a long show. That one went three hours and six minutes. Oh, my God. Uh, we talked about a lot. We talked about the new co-hosts. We talked about the Oscars. And we did our countdowns of our favorite film 2018. So we had a lot to talk about. And we got it all in, which was amazing. Um, I even talked about uh, what it was like to be a furloughed employee. So if you want to listen to all that, that's on that show. This show's different is more of a traditional review show. Uh, you know, each of us reviews a film and talks about it. Um, to, uh, but the difference is, well, one of us either challenges something that we've never watched before that we should have, or first watch of something we both want to see. And in this case, it's a, we're doing first watches of some something we really, really like already. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But, Steve... Before yes. we get into a 100. tight subject, uh, what kind of things do you, and we're not, when I say shameless, what's the number one film that comes
1: to your mind uh, on your shame list? Can you tell me? Oh my gosh. Oh no, don't make me. <laughs> oh gosh. Really? Um. I uh, be embarrassed. Shame is like, I, I, is that I'm ashamed that I like?
0: No, shame that you've never seen.
1: All that I've never seen. I'm sorry. I yeah, a shame a list. Shame oh, okay.
0: okay, I like it. Let me clarify. A shame list in film, um dumb, is a list of films that you've never seen that you should have. Like, right. Right. I'll give you. I'll um, give Schindler, you one of mine, so you don't feel left out. Okay. I'm not trying to tease okay. you because this okay. is a big one. I have never seen. hold on But Susan Kane.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, Number that's, one that's, of my that, That's list. surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen
0: parts of you can, it. You know. I can tell you the story. I know what happens. <laughs> I've never seen it all the way through end.
1: I wish I could say that you need to jump on that, but I've seen it and I I that that's all I have to say. I get I get why it's technically important but mine would be Schindler's list to answer your question. I've seen bits ah, of it, I've seen see? the red girl. Yeah, I've seen that in school, like the the Red Girls sequence, but I've never, it came out, I was 10 years old, the, the Spielberg I knew was Hook um, when I was a little kid, and, and things prior to that, you know, like Amblin stuff, but, and I just, I did I, I you know, I, I didn't want to see that, so, <laughs> and, and then it just, it's one of those things where time went by and I never watched it, and I still never have, and every time it comes on, you know, it's just one of those movies, Oh, never seen that. I need to watch that.
0: My my future husband, we were still dating at the time. We went to go see it at the Grand Lake Theater in Oakland, uh, California. The Grand Lake Theater is awesome it's an old school movie palace and still has its gas sign on the top once in a great great wild light it does this beautiful like mm. light up grand lake theater it looks like an explosion of fireworks it's really cool and it's all egyptian That's... hieroglyphs inside and one of those old school ends and they play oh, the organ before beautiful. the show I, you know it's really really awesome thing. so we went as a date and my husband's jewish and we watched the film. And, no, it was like the Seinfeld film show where they're making it and they get less for <laughs> But at the end of it, my husband looks at me and goes, well, we've got a happy indeed <laughs> I'll never forget that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, well, Spielberg is about as happy as you can, considering <laughs> it's all a Holocaust movie. Uh, so, great. Uh, Speaking <laughs> of Schindler's List, it's Best Picture winner. That's an excellent move forward here. Um, And the Oscars mm-hmm. dropped. Oscar Nod's nomination dropped this yeah. Tuesday. And so, uh, one That's of the things right. we do here on Repo Nerds is we do a recommendation segment, um, and then we will, uh, we do it before we discuss a topic or after. I just might as well just go ahead and discuss it now for a few minutes and talk, because you know we're we'll getting the audience to know who you are as a person and what kind of films you like, and it's a great
1: way to do it.
0: Because you know, uh, okay. remember, you know what John Cusack says in High Fidelity, these things matter.
1: That's right. These things do yeah. matter. I agree. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. So, so um so is, uh, the so our recommendation segment tonight is going to be films that are either or we thought deserved an oscar that didn't win one that it was nominated for or were just snubbed all together. Um, I have two uh, I'm going to give my most obvious and blatant one. The one that I think uh, mo- it's a modern one. So it's the one that I thought was the most, because everyone knows I love animation. Animation is one of my favorite things on the planet. And a film I didn't expect to love was completely snubbed <laughs> a few years back. Uh, and it, it ended up being a ton of dough. It ended up being one of the funniest, best grips a long time and that wasn't even nominated for best animated feature is ridiculous now it would have of course, been 2014 the Lego movie yes they, they did nominate the song it was great watching them sing it it was a total train wreck during the performance but I didn't care because I had Andy Sandberg <coughs> on stage singing and that's what matters I love that boy to death Steve the Lonely Island
1: and all that and you yeah. know, oh, I, they, I, yeah, I they, love those boys what was boys. the movie they're hilarious. The pop oh, star uh, movie, my gosh! oh uh,
0: pop star, um, pop stars, no stop, no stopping. Uh, I, yeah, you know what's funny? So funny? I went to see that on our would have been fifteenth wedding anniversary. That was the movie I went to see.
1: Your memory is <laughs> impeccable. Compared to that, I'm already, I'm, already real, I'm realizing that right off the bat. I'm like, well, hey, that's why when, I'm what I'm in what year was
0: I, 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 right. I guide you through <laughs> the waters,
1: but you'll but I but need, to. I need guiding.
0: Actually, and you're better about the um, independent films and foreign films than I am right now, because uh, the side effect of being a huntress is I end up being deep dove more into horror than any other subgenre, Even though I absolutely adore Western. Foreign, uh, independent. I love all that stuff. I can't watch a lot of foreign films. Yeah. My daughter's nine, and she's getting better. She, her reading's <laughs> really good, but but you know, she still doesn't quite have the patience to sit there and read subtitles and watch a movie. But we're putting her subtitles up during even English films, uh, so she can you know, so she's always got something. Yeah. To read. So, uh, ease uh, but she's into not. That. She's not quite. There. Some foreign films I've been showing her, but something with like really limited dialogue, you know, wouldn't show her Roma yet. I mean, it would just bore her to tears. Uh, you know, it's not, and that's not a sin of my daughter at <laughs> well, all. You know, like,
1: yeah. no.
0: <laughs> but, but, I was gonna. So I think go that
1: some might agree.
0: Yeah, but let's go back to the Lego Movie. Uh, first of all, I I, I <laughs> when I remember when it didn't get in the nomination, like they always read them like that, right? It didn't get the nomination. It was an audible gasp. The theater because uh, in, the, in the theater because that's when they gave it out live with the studio with the press audience right there. This year was weird. I didn't like them sitting next to the screen giving out the awards that way. I always like it better when they go on a stage and then they read them in the press course, snapping pictures. And we didn't get that
1: this year. Did, no, did you? We watch didn't, it?
0: Did we? No, I didn't. Yeah, I did.
1: we didn't get anything. We didn't get anything. Oh, no, really.
0: a year before we had the Traffic weird jokes? montages. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, we even get the it weird montage. Very i Yeah, I, I, I was yeah. kind of well, well, maybe they had something like I don't know. I was thinking maybe uh, they've I don't you know they're going hostless for the first time in thirty years. So who knows what's going on over there? Well, I mean the two people they
0: had they had the guy who wrote the big sick right um, give the uh, nominations out, and he's wonderful. And they both were actually the the people who gave out the awards. Fine, I just thought it was weird. They're sitting down, and they're giving the in seated positions next to a screen. It just seems really weird. Anyway, so yeah. that movie deserved to be nominated for Best Anime Feature. Now, it might not necessarily deserve to win. There were actually, uh, what was it, one of the uh, the Book of Kells, or, or one of the films was out that year, which was mind-blowing. I'd have to actually look what it would have been against. I didn't do that. I think I'd take better notes, Steve, but I didn't. Uh, but, I know. i there, too. But the idea of the film, which blew our minds, everyone's minds, and I kept rewatching it, and every time I watched it, it got better. There's always something happening on screen in every inch of that film. And it even gets, gives you a kind of a strong message about the bonding with your family and, and toys and how, you know, geekdom. Because, you no, know, we love our toys as geeks. But, you know, we we shouldn't hoard our toys from the generations coming behind us. We should be sharing our toys with the generations coming behind us. Uh, and I thought I really like that message. I think that was a message that, you know, good timing, good timing. Uh, so that yeah. would be my recommendation. If you've never actually watched it, especially with the, with the sequel coming out this year, uh, mm-hmm. actually it comes out next month, I think. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think soon. it's next
0: month. I think it's Valentine's Day release, so uh, I have to double check that, but wow. Um, you know, it, yeah. it's time to revisit this film and stay for the credits, and the score is fantastic. I believe it was Mark Mothersbaugh that did the score, which um, was, was oh, in vivo. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. really good. So, everything about it is great pedigree. So, uh, the leg movie, 2013. So, what about you? What do you have for us up your uh, in your geekdom sleeves? Are we to me? Your turn. Yeah, return. Yeah, you're good. Okay, your right. <laughs> I true. don't have to do all, right. all work, dude. You got to do your thing. And
1: I guide
0: you, but <laughs> I can't make you drink the water.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's, I was uh-huh. that's, I was thinking of that right there. Okay. Um, well, I feel bad because I talked about it a lot the other night. Um, but, uh, um, or no, we all kind of talked about it a lot the other night, but, uh, you know, it's, well, no, I, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me figure out what I'm doing. I, my recommendation needs to be something that I feel should have been nominated that you haven't seen, right?
0: It doesn't have to, that doesn't matter. The recommendation segment is just a recommendation segment.
1: Okay. Well, I thought that obviously we talked about this and my biggest snub is hereditary all the way around. Um, I thought that uh, it's just another example of, um, you know, why the uh, the horror film is treated, you know, like the it just one step above, you know, the way they treat pornography. I feel like, and but uh, I thought it was a beautiful film. I thought it was uh, terrifying and unsettling, and every it's one of those movies that. Every time I've rewatched it, and I've probably seen it four or five times now, and uh, I did shell out for the Blu-ray. I, it, it's rewarding every time. Um, the we mentioned the uh, her uh, her home, the design work of the film, and how it goes into her work uh, making that the houses for the the miniatures, and um, just everything about that movie really resonated with with me from the acting to the set design from marveling you know i'm always impressed with auteurs and young auteurs i just it, i it it, it's crazy to me and uh if i'm not mistaken that's ari Aster's first feature and uh as we had said on arca uh on on sexy witches uh just two nights ago uh, tony collette just is is one of these actresses she's like she's like the, at this point, I feel like she's becoming one of these people, like, you know, Scorsese gets nominated how many times and, and, you know, before he ever wins, it's like, how, how long are we going to go before we recognize her? And, uh, you get, and just everything about it was perfect. I thought Byrne was, Byrne was subdued and a lot of times he can kind of overpower and, and just uh, choose scenery, but he was very quiet and subdued there. And, uh, everything about it was just uh very, very powerful. And it, uh, it's sad that, uh, I think it's, it, um, it's sad that even though get out was, was promising sign, I thought that horror might be looked upon differently, especially with it in the way that it can tell stories about where we are in society right now. Uh, uh, in a way, maybe other genres can't, but, uh, it seems that maybe they balked on it this year. I don't, I don't know what, uh, what the academy if they found it distasteful, I imagine, but so mine would would definitely be hereditary
0: it, it's well, as you know um and you can go listen to this some sexy, which is my number one film of the year. I was floored by the movie, yeah. it disturbed me, it made me cry i um I didn't find it confusing. I figured out pretty quickly where it was going, and and yeah. you know, once again, it's it's just one of those things. It's a cultural thing. Uh, they're not spelling out to you what is actually happening, and uh, most people are going to miss the signs. And it's actually ultimately not that important, you know. But if you can follow it, it, it does. The, the story makes sense. The cult, they explain the cult. They explain Padme. I I think there's some moments. In that movie, that are just 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 amazing, uh, you know. But we won't go into <laughs> it. But yeah, yeah. it should have. It should. It had pretty good buzz. People saw it. Um, you know, actually, this year yeah. in general, horror was fantastic. We had some really good horror on all levels. Kids level up. Um, there was some kind of horror offering this year that, or or macabre offering that was fun. Like I even, like I said, I enjoyed the uh, film *The How Clockwood in its wall with
1: Jack Black and Kate Blanchet. I think that's one of his best films, if not. It really is. It, it, I, uh, it's, it's, uh, I think, yeah.
0: And smoke cracking. Chemistry between Kate Pachet and Jake Black. I mean, I I didn't yes. know that. Wow, they they were just on fire when they were in the room together. It was great watching the work off each other. I I I would totally watch them in a film again.
1: Absolutely. So uh, it was the film I wanted Goosebumps to be actually, and I'm not trying to really throw any shade on Goosebumps, but I thought it was it was the film that I really wanted that to be in essence. You know, it was just a much cooler uh great little fun monster movie that you can take your kids to that are few and far between.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So House of Clock was oh there was that also with the I I was mentioning how I IMAX you got to see it with Thriller in 3D in front of it, which was really kind of oh. uh, kinda of neat actually. Uh I, I never seen mm. Thriller look I, I I you know, I, I was ten eighty four So, you know, I I (laughs) remember quite well. Uh, So to watch it, like, look that good and that clean, and I haven't seen it be that interesting. You know, I was like, this is something that I know every single freaking second of like when i was in the theater with my daughter i was sitting there and i'm watching it and they start doing the zombie dance and i go, watch it suddenly. and i started doing it with her <laughs> she's like how do you know that? <laughs> <I'm> like, ah. <laughs> you know and, and <laughs> so she made me <laughs> i was like Get all right. it's iconic yeah well you know, it's so funny because now she, she she plays these like like roblox games and stuff and she actually programmed one of her characters to do the, do the dance. Oh, I that's perfect. Was
1: yeah, so my yeah. daughter's cool. That's um, adorable. So anyway, I did
0: want to recommend one more film that I thought should have won an Oscar, um, but didn't. Now, I'm not saying that the film won was a bad film. It wasn't. But it does give us that really funny idea that now that Ben Affleck and, Will and Matt Damon have an Oscar for writing, which is like the funniest mm-hmm. idea ever, right, <laughs> for Good Will Hunting. Um, that was 1998, yeah. but there was another film that was nominated that year. Michael, it was friggin', what's his name? David Dammit wrote the screenplay, and that it didn't win. and It's kind of people have gotten the movie, and I think we really need to go back and revisit this. Hint, hint. Um, the co- movie is 1998's Wag the Dog. It stars Dustin Hoffman. Oh. Um, it's directed by Barry Levinson, and it's written by David Mass- Massa- uh, Mamet. Um, absolutely one of the most – I, I am not scared by horror films very much. I, I get <laughs> down. I'm like, dude, that's gross. But right. I don't get scared. Right. Her- Hereditary – that and Quiet Place actually did make me scared, so I give him credit for that. I, so that and that it was, was cool. The scariest movie I've ever seen is Wag the Dog.
1: It's true. It's I mean, it's yeah, and it's and it's pathetic. Is...
0: <laughs> possibly based oh, on yeah. something really happened, which is another idea that always scared me too. Uh, but definitely yeah. something that is. Could be or is happening right now, and I think people need to go back and revisit it. It is absolutely one of the most smart hardcore interesting screenplays ever I mean it is a really smart film, and, and the ending is absolutely like like one of the coolest saddest, most interesting ending in a movie like ever. I mean, imagine your life's work, and your greatest achievement, and you can't tell oh. anybody about it. Uh, I, and, want and, and, yeah, I want the credit. Yeah. It's, 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 it's heartbreaking. A really it's a really good film. It has What's-Her-Name a very uh, early role. Oh my God, I can blanking her name now. Uh, I want to say Kirsten so That might not be right. It might be Kirsten it. I think is it it was Kirsten yeah, Dunst. And it's Kirsten yeah. Dunst. Yeah, very, very yeah. early, like like she's just turned teenager Kirsten Dunst in this movie as well, and of course Woody Harrelson, Willie Nelson's in it. I mean, There's so <laughs> yeah. good movie, it's so good. But of course Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman are leads, and Dustin David Hoffman. Is, uh, you know, it, it is absolutely one of the best films of the nineties, and a lot of people forgot about it, and I we need to go back and look at it right now. It might remind people of things and see, it, hmm, their little boob tube might be saying a few of the same things, you know? But you know, you can make that yeah. decision. You can watch it. Go watch it. So those are my yeah. uh recommendations. Have any others before we move on?
1: I have one more actually. Awesome. That's, oh, I Excellent. get I'm 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 getting better as I go here that uh a, a movie that I consistently speak in it's also it was. It, I think it actually won best uh, either original or adapted screenplay. Um, but uh, it's a movie that I consistently go back and watch. I um, in in many different ways. I'm co- consistently drawn to various aspects of exploring why people do whatever it is that they do just the human condition that you know we can find in anything from if if the story is told a certain way I'll be drawn to it and uh Ian McKellen played an aging James Whale in Gods and Monsters oh Gods and And that is one of I think that movie is um, that the 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 way that they showed you know he's known for obviously Frankenstein Bride of Frankenstein but he they show a couple of different things in that movie I think so well and it, it did win an Oscar that year but I think it was the year of like Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump if I'm not mistaken so it was kind of forgotten but uh it um it it really showed um well firstly you know you had an openly um gay lead in the 90s uh um talking about what it was like to be an an old gay uh man in Hollywood who even though he was a director he had he had, niched, he, had he had made a niche for, made a niche for himself that also unfortunately cornered him and so he was kind of a prisoner in his own um, estate in this almost kind of tragic uh, Shakespearean way almost, you know, and uh, he really vicariously lives through this gardener, Brendan Fraser, younger. But it just – it it really fascinates me, like uh, – um, You know, I hate saying like, sorry, but it really fascinates me when you just explore something like a creator's um, intentions and where they come from and what drove him and his failures and how that popped up in his other work and how he wanted to be remembered versus how we do remember someone. And I just thought it was um, much like Wag the Dog in a very different way. I just think that those are both two examples of perfect screenplays that were really well executed, but the strength was more in the screenplay, actually, than the direction, I, I think.
0: Well, and uh, that film did win screenplay, I believe, uh, which, of course, yeah. it didn't win Best Picture, but, you know, that was the year I had to look it up while you were talking, because I was like, I think that's the year where everybody was snubbed, because the Best Picture winner was my least favorite of all time, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, that oh, was a no. very odd year. That was uh, It was Shakespeare in Love. You had uh, uh, Edward Norton was up for American History X, and he lost that movie. Uh, oh my gosh, Ian was also criminal. up for that. Um, Saving Private Ryan was up for Best Picture. Thin Red Line was up for Best Picture. In the Name of the Father. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh you my know, gosh. That's true. Elizabeth. That's at, tragic. You
0: know, it, it, I believe it was, oh my
1: gosh. It. It was Shakespeare.
0: Love. Yeah, Save a Price Line, What Dreams May Come one for Best Visuals, And that was actually a nice surprise. That was thin red line. Wow. There, not, you know, um, but anyway, so that was one of those really messed up years. Um,
2: yes. <laughs> so, you know, yes.
0: You know that was a very most, yeah it was it wasn't in the name of the father it was life is beautiful the only other foreign film to be nominated for best picture by the way um, which we talked never about on sex have you never oh my god okay put that down on your on your list
1: <laughs> okay I've avoided it successfully my whole life
0: <laughs> that is the second Holocaust film that you've you have mentioned tonight.
1: Oh wow! We've we've uncovered something here. No, I, I think I've we have. Of, oh, we, yeah. we
0: we found your wound, sir. We found the
1: spot. It's a, well, it, well. It's 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 very shame. disturbing. Shame. <laughs> oh,
2: shame. Shame. No. Shame. Shame.
0: Oh, shame. <laughs> shame. That oh says man. shame. First man. episode. Oh, man. Hey, Jamie. that's good. It makes it easier for me to figure out episodes later on the road.
2: So that's good. That's great. Oh, great. Oh, man. Uh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> all
0: right. So, uh, if anybody is listening out there, I hope there are. And if you are, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, we do have Very a call in so. number, and you're more than welcome to come and talk, especially since we're about to move to our Mads talk. Matter of fact, it looks like as I say that, guess what? Somebody's called in. You ready? Let's see. I think yeah. I'm as well. All right. So, uh, hello. You're on with the repo nerds.
3: Right. Repo nerds? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought this was the number for the sexy witches. I'm, I'm oh, no.
0: You have <laughs> to come <laughs> back and the uh, uh, I'm just kidding. This is the hello. This is, yeah. the hello. this is my cousin Aaron Kogan, who's one, one of my correspondents on See Witches, and I told so he wanted to talk about, especially um, when I go into Hannibal, which I think should, even though I don't want to put you on the pot spot, Steve, I think we should do it second because we're gonna have more to talk about because it's just simply because of okay. the volume of the show. So you know what I'm saying? Sure. I, mean, yeah. I, I I watched I watched all three seasons. So that's uh, great. That's impressive. It's the last episode you today. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, uh, Amen. So uh, fresh. There's...
3: Actually, you know, I I wanted to bring up uh, Hannibal, the cannibal, as a literary figure. Uh, mm. I'm a big fan of the novels. I'm really excited that we're going to get another Hannibal novel. That's in the words. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he, he
0: it a couple of days ago. Wow. I I did share it, but I don't know how much I shared it. Um, so I didn't um, see that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, fan, I told man. you, for some reason, when I pick topic, they become timely. I, you know, I'm on... That's great, on the, I like it. I, I, my my wavelength is there. So, uh, so, yeah, let me talk to the audience real quick. First of all, thank you, Aaron, for coming on. Welcome. Uh, so tonight's topic is actually an actor. Uh, you know, we often talk about film itself, but at the time we wanted to talk about the cult sensation behind the, the beautiful Danish, very tall man... Uh. <laughs> <yeah. Yes. laughs> um his name is Mads Smilson. Uh he most people mm. would know him from the T V show Hannibal, but he's been around for a lot longer than that. Um and yeah. he got a definite cult True. following, uh, partly because of his serious but gorgeous um uh brow. That's the way I explain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he also happens to be a really, really good actor and uh, has a really yep. wonderful set of credits under his belt, including Marvel movies now. And Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's and right. Star Wars as Coughing, excuse me. And he has two films, Dropping Tomorrow. In the United States, oh. one on Netflix and one in the theaters. Uh, they're called Arctic and Polar. Arctic <laughs> is one of those like horror survival in the wilderness type movies, and Polar mm. is like John Wick sass and going nuts with an eye patch. Um, I've read the movie uh, and it didn't sound <laughs> too, <you> know, like it. <laughs> no. They were not flattering, but you know, honestly though, it didn't really make me want to watch it any less, because I was like, well, it just like <laughs> they were complaining about gore fest." I'm like, oh, that's not going to sway me. I mean, uh, if he's just killing a bunch of motherfuckers for two hours, I'm going to be fine with that, right? So, <laughs>
1: fine. I signed yeah. up for that ride. I thought uh, I'm thought i on board. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Mads, we love the Mads, and so we decided mm-hmm. to move the properties that we had never Seen before, uh, and one of mine was the big one, and uh, and that of the two of us is the is the actual one that uh, I get ring shape for. And that's because I, even as a horror geek, I had never seen the TV show Hannibal from 2013 to 2015. Three seasons with a rumored fourth coming away way someday soon, maybe the Fingers
3: crossed. Fingers, <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there Please.
0: are. Well, off- you certainly weren't kidding when you said cult
3: following. Um, I was lucky enough to be at Comic Con when all the fans, uh, a lot of young ladies, were wandering around with uh, crowns of flowers and antlers in their hair and um, very fervently pressing for Hannibal to come back uh, cult following uh, for the show and for Mads in particular is definitely there I first uh, took notice of him as a bond builder in Casino Royale uh, that's right I thought
0: he was quite good, good at in it that. too oh yeah, yeah, yeah I think that was one of the first
1: times I noticed as well Was Casino Royale for sure so um, and then there's uh only God for, or not, I'm sorry. Uh, Valhalla rising is what really sold me on him. Uh, the Refin film, uh, uh-huh. that, uh, is one of That is just the performance in that. And I'm not sure if he utters a damn word and it is just all in his face. It's, and it's, it's, it's something it's, I, I it's hard to recommend that movie for everyone. Cause I get it, but, uh, it's, his performance, at least, is just incredible. I think.
0: Well, I, hmm. I I love him even if he's in. I will forgive him for being in the Clash of the Titans remake, but I'll only just <laughs> most people that are in that film. I mean, I but you know he's he's amazing uh, even in the, if the he's in is not. And there's really really good quality films in his in in his re- catalog. And, you know, like Prague and Ques- mm. Casino Royale, right? uh, yeah. Bahala Riding. Um, he was in Three Musketeers in 2011. Um, a really good movie called The Hunt. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: uh, oh, I really yeah, like that
0: movie. And, of course, he was in Rogue One this year or last year as Gwyn Urso right. which I can't remember. Right. Um, and he was, he was in um, at-, at Eternity's Gate also, which is an Oscar nominee. So uh mm. you know, the man is working his ass off. <laughs> he's even in yeah, Doctor, Doctor strange, strange. Isn't he in the Doctor Strange mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm. I mean he's all over he's the place. He's everywhere. He's all over the place. Yeah. He's working his ass off. So uh but before we get into uh because we got a lot to unpack and not just Matt and his performance, but I do want to talk about Hannibal. Mads Mikkelsen's Hannibal compared to Brian Cox's and to Anthony Hopkins. I do think that they're, mm. we're geeky enough we can do that, um, you know, because yeah. they're they, they're of all there's the same character, but they're almost all three of them are very different approaches. And I kind of find that interesting. Yeah, um, and uh, It's almost like a Joker Steve.
1: situation.
0: I'm gonna sure. let's introduce your movie. I have the trailer, and then we'll talk about the synopsis, and then what you felt about the movie. What Let's movie did it. you see for the show tonight? Your I, first watch Mads-Milkinson movie.
1: Well, Mad for Mads for me was A Royal Affair from 2012, right? Uh-huh. And it stars yeah, Mads-Milkinson oh, and sorry. who? And Alicia, Alicia Vikander, is that how you say her name? Alicia uh, She's Laura Mc... Croft most recently Yep, and a lot yeah. of
0: other things. but She's very, very good. She was also, wasn't she Annihilation? I think she was totally in Annihilation. And she was in Ex Machina, yes. which is like awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so ex- let's play yeah, the trailer. Yes. Yeah, so I uh, have two really good actors in a really good movie. We'll talk about that in just a minute. We'll play the trailer, which is an interesting trailer because it's English in it. And we we'll be right back and we will talk about the movie and Mads and Dia.
2: If you can get the king to visit your bedchamber on the first evening, you'll be perceived as a great success. I was an innocent. Married simply for political union. Jeg, kong Christian den syvende, erklærer hermed krig mod lort. To a man who cared little for me. Rikke, jeg kan godt lide luder med store bryster, og jeg kan godt lide at slås. Why was there going that? Why was it just like me that have and show. You began a joke. I to have a oh, like As Truant's influence grew, his grip on the king tightened. That's think we could be a fantastic call, Christian. But while he gave Christian back his mind, what he gave to me was more powerful and far more dangerous. Here yeah, I come. It. Is right?
3: No. Jeg, mit landstum, jeg kan gøre, lige hvor der passer mig. Kongen lader sig diktere direkte af er en oplysningsmand. Du ønskede provinsslag, og nu tror du kraftigt, at du kan styre et helt land.
2: Jeg ved, hvad du... Our affair would change a nation... forever... mm mm-hmm.
1: You there? You
0: there? I'm there! Oh my god. You hey. know what? My mute, my mute got fucked up. But I was saying, uh, so 2012's oh. Royal Affair, foreign language nominee, um, Danish film. Uh, Danish language, uh, as you can hear on the trailer, but there was English to be a little bit of a synopsis. So, see, give us a synopsis of the movie. Like, you know, we are, we do go into spoilers, but, you know, you can be spoiler right in the synopsis, you know. But, you know, people okay. in reasonable education that if uh, you haven't seen a film from 2012 and we tell you something about the plot, well, you know, that's on you. It's just like it's on us. That's why it's called The Shameless. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> sure. yeah. So, um, so, give us the uh, okay. an well, and then go into what you thought sure. about the film and uh, Mad Milkinson's performance and Alice. Elisa uh, Vicander's performance and you know tell us, tell us what did you learn what do what did okay. you learn from this film? all
1: right what did I learn from this film I actually learned quite a lot from this film I uh, appreciate the uh, recommendation uh, it's the story of Christian the seventh uh, who was a uh, kind of a bratty King and he's played I meant to find the actor because I thought he was fantastic um, he's just a type of character that you know you either you love to hate and then part of you feels for mm-hmm. him and and um so anyway he's just he's, he's he's king christian the seventh and um it's denmark i think right yeah and it's in denmark yeah. and uh doctor uh, yep, yep. Str- uh, i can't through Strun anyway it's, 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 I a, think it's, it's, it's Mads Mikkelsen Struth, it's Matt Mikkelsen yes, he's a
0: doctor he plays doctors a, doctor a lot apparently town.
1: yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And he he is a, he's a town's doctor, but he's also a man of the Enlightenment. And he li- he reads both, he he writes Voltaire-like musings about how the serfdom should end and the people should be basic uh, liberal have basic liberal freedoms and principles and civil rights and things that the uh, court uh, in Denmark that really controls the king. Because he's unwell. Um, it starts out really and, – and the movie also plays on this too, which I'll talk about in a second. But it sets up, and he's, he's kind of unwell. And, and we cut to very early on, and we actually start with uh, – um, is it Vikander? Uh, Vikander, I don't want to say her name wrong. Vikander, yeah, Alicia
0: Vikander. Yes,
1: Alicia Vikander. We start with her, and um, she is a, a young princess, and she – gosh, her – Celine – is that her name? I'm blanking on her name, but she uh. is she is anyway she's the main co lead of the film. So, but anyway she's she gets, she is she's excited actually about marrying uh, Christian, and she doesn't even when you meet her. Um, there's such a transformation throughout the film, but she starts out as uh, a princess, a British princess, and I thought it was kind of cool at the beginning how. They started in english um and then they guide it into um uh Danish with her uh as if the as if as the filmmaker is guiding the audience as well i I thought that was cool uh if it was even purposeful but so anyway, she goes and marries Christian the seventh and uh he he's forceful he's arrogant he's boorish he's everything she she didn't want uh he likes to whore he likes to you know, um, do nothing He likes um, that taunted horror. He likes yes. to do it in yes. front of her. And he, he, he tortures he's yes. sadistic. He tortures um, her. He meows at her at one point, like and it, and it flashes forward through time, but she carries on stately because I, I really think that she believes it's not that she believes in the aristocracy, but I think she has her place and she's it's just what's expected of her at that time. But what ends up happening is is that by happenstance and and uh, the doctor, Mr. Mikkel, Dr. Struess, Mr. Mickelson, Mr. Mads comes into the picture um, basically after you know, the first half hour of setting up their relationship, and um, they uh, they did conceive a child. But by the time Mads comes into the picture, they aren't speaking. Christian and Selena, they're not speaking, and so uh, she just queens and he just tortures her and then announces hey as soon as she has his child where he basically not it's, it's pretty much a very uncomfortable rape scene at the very beginning of the film that she's encouraged to do so it does start off on a very blatant uh hey this is what you know look at this suffering moment uh before it eases you in but so it, it creates this triangle and what i like about the film is the uh, they start to basically Struess infiltrates Christian and manipulates him uh, too because he is as the film progresses. At first, uh, you know they play him like he is just a boorish prick, which he is a boorish prick and, and uh, uh, an alcoholic and, and a womanizer and an abuser and all all those nasty things. But there is also it seems as time goes on that he. He uh, has maybe paranoid schizophrenia or at least a very deep neurosis that develops over time, and he's surrounded by people that he can't trust in this court that's just full of uh, uh, rich aristocrats who do nothing but suck up all the money from the people. And Struess comes in on this backhanded deal from the very same people who in the end will betray him obviously. And he whispers in the king's ear, and he starts doing all these things like let's do public sanitation, let's have safety lights, let's have drunk wagons pick people up, and he lets Christian play on his whims at first of making things funny. In jest of creating laws that would make his night life better, and then it develops into more enlightenment thinking, and the film takes off. And at the same time, this is taking off. They are uh, the queen and the doctor are having an illicit affair by the court standards. <laughs> an illicit affair. They're falling in love, and they have this very passionate affair that ends up swallowing everything that they that they are doing outside of their own lives
0: it's it's the downfall and not the way you expect either because i mean yeah you've got the bad guys who are eventually going to discover it but the king he discovers it first and
1: king is not as
0: upset about it as you may think and i've always thought that was like like it's
1: spoiler alert but you know i love the dichotomy between the three
0: there's a really good chemistry between the three of them, and, and, and Mads Mikkelsen's doctor, yeah. he's German, so first of all, nobody trusts him, but he comes right. in, and he actually, honestly, I feel, I don't know if he felt sway. His he really does honestly care about the guy, and he cares about the country, and everything he's doing is not just to make changes, it's to really keep this guy from going off the deep end. He's the only person he listens to. Um, and, and, and by the way, this is all based on real people. And the 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 king that they're um, the, um, what's it, Charlie Charlie the uh, Eighth? Right? Christian the seventh. Sorry, Christian, seventh, Christian uh, seventh. Was yeah. mentally ill. They said that that yeah. actually really was true. And at the end of the movie, he's walking around with an African American uh, an African child, like literally an African child as like a pet. Yes. Yeah, that really did, that was really how he spent the last few years of his life.
1: And it's just, it, it is tragic. It, I mean, it really it is. is. I mean, it's, it's, it's
0: there's you so know, many layers yeah.
1: of this film. It's an onion.
0: Because, <laughs> you know, because this guy, first of all, I totally think it's justified by the Danish that this German suddenly becomes regent of De, uh, of Denmark. I totally Absolutely. understand why they would have an issue with that, you know, usurper. At the same time, he's actually giving the king agency. Because even though the king is not as active as he should be in in what he's doing, at the same time he is, he's actually saying, well, you can talk to these people. Here, you can't write it, Um, you know, your wife, Carolyn, she can write really well. Because Carolyn writes a bunch of the speeches and, you know, gives them to him. And so he, in a weird way, even though he's being controlled by the regent, the regent's giving the king actual agency to be active in government. And, you know, so it's really a complicated relationship. So Absolutely. and he, and he's even self aware of it to an extent. I think the king is uh, that you know Absolutely. what's happening. I think he is too. So uh, you know that's why. It's so it's. I think cool he movie. loves
1: him too. I also think he loves him. Like I think there's a deep, deep love between the two between the two of them. I don't think I think the royal affair and they sell the movie the way I remember the movie being sold as a movie, and it may have been why I didn't see it. As a period piece that was largely just about an affair um behind a king's back, and that is not what this film's about. It no, is this is not this your film. grandmother's that's, period yes.
0: piece at all, not
1: at all. At There's all. some
0: shit going down.
1: Shit going down in this movie. Yeah. If anything you get from, if anyone's listening, if they, if if I rambled on that, I'm sorry. I just wasn't not as prepared as I could be, but uh that. Is the one thing to walk away from is I was very moved by this film, and uh, I do remember when it came out, and it was something like I said I saw, and I said, oh, I bet that's really good. I have two percent to zero percent desire to ever sit through it on purpose, but i and it was it, fantastic. It was it it's great.
0: It was well, I'm glad I made you watch it. It Makes me happy because it, I it, first, I it, it was poorly marketed. It really was. It was fully really marketed. Yeah. Because I had the same impression as well. And then I watched it. and I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, yeah. why, why aren't they mark? You know, why it wasn't this? It, that was that weird period. Because this is 2012, right? So we're, mm-hmm. we're not having, you know, there's not many art Kid house either. movies, right? <laughs> it was harder to find right. shit. I think. I don't know. That's true. It, uh, That's true. During, That's very true. Yeah. Aaron, did you see this movie by any chance, the one we're talking about? I did
3: not, but i got to tell you, um, listening to you guys talk about it, uh, it sounds like something that would totally be up uh, Natalie's alley for sure, and something that I would be interested in. I was struck, just listening again, what a great voice he has. Uh, oh, yeah. Which reminded me <laughs> that uh, the fandom was going crazy for the possibility of him in uh, Netflix's uh, adaption of The Witcher and uh, mm. if you get a chance there's a really good fan-made uh, trailer for The Witcher that will never be unfortunately
1: but uh, you can find that oh. online with Mads and yeah
3: you see, he's pretty great we could so have Mads had Mads and
1: we were getting Cavill yeah Mm. Although apparently mm. the,
3: the people behind The Witcher said, yeah, Matt's would have been doing great 10 or 15 years ago. That was the voice we wanted. Now we're going with uh, Henry Cavill.
0: Okay. Mm. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. well, well, <laughs> lost, <man>. well
1: <laughs> yeah So,
0: all right. So we, we definitely, I, I knew that you would like that.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I loved it. I highly recommend it.
0: I, um, so I watched Hannibal, which everyone was in shock that I had not seen Hannibal. Like I did not watch it from <laughs> I was I, I, I yeah. a little bit of a of cop out is I didn't have NBC for a while because I was in this weird spot where I could get it D C or Baltimore. So I kinda missed some of it. But at the same time I just you know, I, I even and, and Aaron O'Gain knows I say this a lot. I even shows I like T V shows it takes me a hard mm. lot of energy and time to commit to them. There's only a few that I will mm. watch first run immediately, and that like drunk history, you know. Uh, <laughs> wow. you, know you know, there's a few things like that. Uh, but you know, uh, but oh, John Oliver's I try to watch. John Oliver's is close to first run, and yeah, Game of Thrones too, um, and yeah. American Gods. I actually I'm looking forward to the new American yeah. Gods. Uh, but yes, uh in fact, I think, I think we're going to do an Ian McShane episode possibly this year, Steve. I was oh, thinking maybe later down the road. Uh, we'll have to figure it's that out. We're going to have to hop out is <laughs> the year because you know, he's got Deadwood coming up too. So, yes. Uh, oh. So, um, I, I, I is one of my favorite characters in years. I can't wait to see him oh, like yes. again. Oh my yeah. god! Damn. So, so but let's get back to Mad because.
3: <laughs> Is mm. Mad could,
0: has Mads have done Game of Thrones?
3: Seems Ooh, like he'd no. be like a really nope. good
0: choice for nope. Game of Thrones, don't you think?
3: Not so far,
1: perfect.
0: All right, be perfect it, I don't. want to do Camp. Maybe he'll show up. I mean, it's almost over anyways. But there's a spinoff coming. I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: oh, so true. I finally, I, I finally saw Hannibal. I watched all three seasons. Um Yay. quick I'm gonna give you my quick review uh like like and then we'll talk about the seasons in detail. Cause there are some things about each season that has to offer. Overall, I think the show is actually rather flawed. Um <laughs> there's a lot of issues I have with <laughs> the show overall. Mm-hmm. Like and I would like to go into, but but seasons are, and partly is, is, is the seasons are inconsistent. I think some seasons are much stronger than others, and there's only three, so uh, like, first season is okay. Okay season. i give it a C, plus maybe a B minus. Uh B-. Second season, I burned through that season in a couple of days. Boom. Right through the whole thing. I watched, I really enjoyed season two a lot, I think. in um, the ending is fucked. Even though I think the very very <laughs> ending is earned completely not completely earned, we'll talk about that in a minute the The whole Abigail Hobbs thing wasn't completely earned at the end of the season too but um uh yeah. but i really, i thought I thought season two was good poppy, fun uh and you know, and then season three, I once again was finding myself struggling, even though it was funny because that one is actually directly based on the source materials that the other two seasons were not really doing. They were just kind of doing the characters, but they weren't doing the storyline of Thomas Harris's book Hell right. season three. Uh so uh uh you know, they were just using the characters. So uh, yeah, but but there's some interesting things going on. Anytime you have beautiful shots of Florence in a in a show, I, I'm there. Florence is one of my favorite scenes I've ever seen and been to so they yes. they they do they do shoot the shit out of Florence in the season three. They do, um, yeah. So and I like the ending of season three a lot. I like the very last shot; it's pretty awesome. So, uh, but let's go back to season one and break it down and and talk about it because the the tones of all three seasons are kind of different. Uh, the first season is really about a Uh He's in it. But he's more like, it, it. we were talking about this, Steve, how we you find first season a little bit of a vlog, because it kind of was yeah. like, um, you know, Monster of the Week, right? You know, yeah, it's very
1: Monster of the Week. Yeah, the yeah. serial
0: killer, and they have to solve the problem. And, and Hamble is actually like NCIS. one of the. Yeah. Yeah. And Hannibal's the character's doing it. He's one of the people helping solve the crimes. Now, sometimes he's got his own agenda, um, but they don't show him doing Hannibal the cannibal things that much. And it really right. more like it's more. But I do appreciate. T- Time bought ticking time bomb element to the first season. Like, because the audience clearly knows more than what the characters do, <laughs> right? Especially yeah. Debbie Downer, right. or Lance Fishburne. I kept calling him Debbie Downer the mm. first two seasons. All he ever does is walk around and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs>
2: Seriously. Yeah,
0: he, he, he got better. He got better on the back half of the season. Too and in season three I wasn't as nearly as upset at him anymore, but you know, but I just I like, know. Oh, this guy is <laughs> annoying. He's just like every time he walks into the room, just like the whole thing goes, "Scarf." And of course, yeah. it's the delight of knowing that every time that Hannibal's cooking a fabulous meal for somebody, you know, there's body parts somewhere in that meal. You just don't know where, right? Yeah. So, so That's you know that he, you know, he's feeding. <laughs> Bobby Bars do with friends. Uh, so, you know, so you, you don't get much Hannibal and Mads, Matt. You just have him be a psychiatrist mostly. Um, you know, you got the Abigail Hub story starting um, in there. And, and it's really more about Will Graham. I mean, the first season really is about Will Graham, which is there. I will say it's there because Manhunter is about Will Graham. It's not about Dr. Lecter. Uh, Dr. Lecter's right. already uh, caught. Um, but hey, I, I, I know that Aaron Cogan likes the movie. I love the original Michael Mann's Manhunter.
1: I think that movie is Oh me too. really, mm-hmm. really good. It's um, so good. Michael Mann in general just I'm there for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and 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 Silence of the Lambs is excellent, of course. Everyone knows. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, and then Hamble has its moments but it's really more it. <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah, it's so over the top really is yeah you know? it's
1: pulpy I mean it's almost like a parody of itself like I don't I, like the I, Red Dragon <laughs> film though
0: I have issues yeah. with the Red Dragon film but it did solve it in the tv show and this is my issue you know I, I mean, we're dumping seasons but I do want to say this because I just
1: finished watching that storyline okay
0: do you remember Steve who plays the Red Dragon in the tv show
1: no I don't I can picture him though
0: it's for Armitage, Armitage,
1: who plays Barn oh, right. Shield in The Hobbit. Right.
0: Um, oh, yes, and of course, and in in the in the remake, the, the 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 update, the the Red Dragon update, it's Ray Fiennes, right, who plays the Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Both of those men are drop dead gorgeous, and doesn't yeah. no, no matter how uglified or cleft palates give either one of those men. They, it, 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 you know, and in Manhunter, yeah, the Tooth Fairy, the Red Dragon was kind of a freak. He was shy, he was awkward, he didn't know how to talk to people. Yeah. Uh, so All Ray Fines, I, I didn't buy that he was an awkward person for one minute. I was like, no, Ray Fines, still yeah. Ray Fines. Uh, now Richard Oton's performance of Red Dragon. Kind of solved it because when the red dragon took over, he became beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, he saw himself as beautiful. He was strong and he was powerful. And and at one point, by the way, I really did like seeing routina Weasley. I haven't seen her since True Blood, and she pops up in in Hamlet Season Three as yeah. the Lion Girl that he dates. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So it was That's nice right. to see her pop up. But you know, in the in the dialogue they're talking and she's asking asking about the friends and he's like, Yeah, they're always asking about you. He thinks they're teasing him and it's like no, they're just like, No, that's not it at all. You, you, they say you shouldn't be so worried about what people think about your looks. We all want you to be our friend You know? So like they they actually addressed it, like something that was just for me it was like a bullshit leap like, No, Ray Fines, you're not that awkward. No one's gonna treat you that way. <laughs> Ray, fucking Ray Fines, you know. It's a lot different. The guy from Human Centipede, sure, they're going to treat him like a freak. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: actually liked Ray Fine's uh, moment where he releases the dragon and shows the tattoo and everything. I really liked him in that moment. And I'm, I'm hit or miss with. Refines actually, you know, acting wise, and I don't think he's all that attractive looking. I understand a lot of people do, but, eh. So I didn't have a problem with it.
0: Well, he's fine. I'm not saying he was bad in the role. I just said it was not plot. It didn't feel plot authentic or plausible. He's better
1: looking Um, than Tom hmm. Noonan. Like you know, yeah, like you (laughs) know, Tom Noonan doesn't look like a like a Hollywood actor. Like yeah.
0: So season two, they finally figure out that Hannibal is
1: is the Chesapeake
0: killer. Which, by the way, you know, I live in the area this show takes place. You know that, right? Right? In between Baltimore right. and DC. We don't have that many serial killers here, I swear. We are weird, <laughs> but boy, that'd be like like people are putting their body parts on trees and, and on antlers. <laughs> and What the f- I mean, dude, are we really That's what people think of us We're really that fucked here I mean, there's a lot I mean, all these like Serial killers gravitate to Baltimore I mean, it's like So, you know uh, Season 2 is actually Kind of cool because, first of all It starts with the end of the season With Orange Fishburne's character Finally confronting Hannibal As Hannibal Lecter And they have this Amazing fight! <laughs> and yes, like, it's awesome. <laughs> awesome fight, amazing fight. Uh, and then you don't know what happens at the end of the fight. And then they go back, and so you know that they know who he is. And it's the cat. The second season is more of a cat and mouse game with Hannibal. It, it, it's actually. I think it was. It, it came a much more interesting season once they let Mad Milkinson out. You know, it's funny because yes. it, uh, it's a complete opposite of how they treat Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins' character is much more interesting when he's trapped in the room, uh, you know, than he is when he's out in Hannibal. And in, in, and Wilkinson's character is the opposite. He's not nearly interesting in the third season trapped in that box.
1: No, that's mm. true. I would agree. Uh, I think I would agree. Yeah.
0: Uh, but, you know, I think I almost prefer Matt Milkinson's Hannibal. I know this is going to be controversial say because Valentine was one of my favorite Ooh. films. I almost think I prefer Matt Milkinson's Hannibal Lecter in some ways, uh. I think that's partly You're
1: not because Team Cox here. Brian Cox. <laughs> Brian
0: Cox is down to the character. And I love Brian Cox as Brian Cox.
1: Oh, he's, but, too. he's great. You mm-hmm. know,
0: and he's perfectly good at listen, it's a completely different performance. Sure. He's playing it a lot more casual. He's playing it more like a real doctor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 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 Anthony Hopkins D- Hannibal Lecter is already a monster <laughs> box, right? Uh, Mad <laughs> yeah. Milkins Mad Milkins' character is is not. He's like, he's the monster in leash. They have to catch him. And then Brian Cox's character was just put in the box. and You know, he, he's just adjusting the world. You know, he's not really it, a very different performance than Mads and Anthony Hopkins.
1: Yeah. So, That's uh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely, I mean, Mads is not imitating Anthony Hopkins, but he's definitely playing the same character with the same backstory. Brian Cox's character does not have the full backstory that Anthony Hopkins and Mads Milkinson's character does. Uh-huh. The whole thing with the castle and his right. eating a lot of, you know, being forced to eat a sister and you know, all that stuff, which they do talk about in season three, um, of, of the T V
1: show. I <laughs> was surprised um, that they kept that. I was surprised that they kept that when that popped up in the show. Because uh, I had just remembered how poorly that film was received, and Ooh, uh, I just surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I, that's why I was surprised that they even mentioned that in the show. But they repurposed it well. It worked with the way he uh, referred to it. I thought with the way Mads was playing the character, I thought it worked uh, oddly. There's a mo-
0: Ma- Mads is smoking hot as Hannibal Lecter even though I think Anthony Hopkins was smoking hot as, as, as Hannibal Lecter too <laughs> but Mad is <laughs> slightly more smoking hot well you have to even if you don't like like Hannibal Lecter's actual character in, in Silence of the Lamb, the chemistry between uh, you know between Jodie Foster and him it's lightning at the one moment yeah. where he takes one finger and touches her it's the hottest, hotter moment than people making out. Mm-hmm. Is Cause it, that That's moment,
2: true.
0: Right. The weight involved with the moment is huge, right? Because in another world, yeah. another time oh, yeah. it says, I'd like to know you better, right? <laughs> you know, so, right. Uh, have have uh, I heard it, you
3: read the books?
0: Uh, yes. I have read, I've, yes. I've read um, the, first the first three. The
3: first three, I yeah. I've yeah, read. I freaking love the novels and, uh, you know, right from the jump, uh, Lecter is, I mean, even his name is like something from an old movie serial, Dr. Hannibal Lector. <laughs> well, he's it's described like, as some sort like... of evil comic book villain. He's got amber eyes. He's got polydactylism. He's got six fingers. He's got an IQ off the charts. They can't even figure out what he is. No one can classify him. I, I, I mean,
0: it's, he can play it's, sexy yeah, so theremin too, so apparently. Beyond
3: the pale. That's
0: right. What's that? I said he can play sexy theremin too, apparently.
1: <laughs> he can do anything. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh-huh. that, but, that, but that's, I, that's I the thing here. He, uh, he, well, he is too. a monster. He's like Santmas. He, he's very much like that. You know, he, he's the mad scientist. He just happens to be a psychologist in this time. Um, mm-hmm. I will have to say also. I'm gonna give a shout out to the casting of Hannibal because everybody's really good at it, and i did not know Steve that Catherine Isabel was in the second and yes. the six seasons. Oh my God, that makes me so happy to see popped up. Um, I for know. people who don't know, she's American <laughs> Mary, uh, you know, uh, and, and Ginger Snatch oh, so, so I, cool. first of all, yes. shout <clears> out to whoever like, decided to put Catherine Isabel. I mean, Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt he's good no matter what he does and he is her brother sure. in that but boy is character terrifying I will have to say too boy did they get away with a lot in that second season uh, when it came to the yes, gore they did. there, there was that whole sequence where, where Hannibal is cutting Michael Pitt's face off and feeding his face to the dogs while he's watching yeah oh my god I can't believe
1: that was <laughs> I can't believe that was on, that was on network television
0: uh, the red <laughs> dragon blows his head off in a shot, and they showed it. Um, that was
1: yeah. It was a, it was, was really
0: Evil Dead moment, but it was in this. Uh, this is NBC. They're conservative. This
1: respect. is NBC. I know. This is NBC. <laughs>
0: in season one, That's they insane. had um, they had two people bloody gold. That was pretty impressive. I owned I've only seen that in one other show, and that was the TV show Vikings that's out right now. Which, by the way, Steve is – Aaron, I'm making Steve watch it for this season. Um, so they're at the end of April, beginning of May, around that time period, I'm mm-hmm. hoping we will have all five seasons then, uh, and uh, we're going to talk about it for uh, – Mayday and Fantasy and Game of Thrones time period, you know, kind of an offshoot of that.
1: That's going to yeah. be so epic to be watching all that at once. I was just, you, you know. You're going
0: to go, and... flip. You're going to so get uh, into this. Uh, I, oh, my God. And, and it I can
2: only
0: a, I just watched the um, episode today because they're in their fifth season right now, and there was this good old-fashioned 101 fight between two – uh Vikings. By the way, one of the Vikings was named Frodo, which I thought was very oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, King, King yeah. Frodo and King uh, King Uber, who's one of Ragnar. They do a good old fashioned, oh. you know, Viking one on one fight to the death. Kit!
1: Oh, oh my yeah. God, so that's good. All okay. yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, that's all you need.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so looking
1: forward to that.
0: Um, I. I do have some issues with the direction of the show. I sometimes think they take way too long to get to where they're going on the show. Hmm. Again, back to Hannibal. Like they like, for example, there's moments where the Red Dragon is just staring at his own face in the mirror, and the music's going do 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 <laughs> do <laughs> do 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what do you yeah, okay, yeah, I get true. it. I don't understand. I get it. I get it. You know, you're ambient and scary. Okay. Yay. You're ambient and yes. scary. Go be on beyond it and scary <laughs> to somebody so I can watch you do something cool. So I, I did have that. It, it, it rambles sometimes.
1: Like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of
0: psycho babble. It does ramble. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a lot of psycho babble. There's a lot of a psycho lot babble. Of- but I'm a sucker for that. <laughs>
0: I like it sometimes, but I will have to say the one pro- downside of Mad Milk is his his accent, as sexy as it is, sometimes when he has a lot of dialogue, I had to turn subtitles on so I wouldn't miss anything because he often has stuff that's clues to things that are about to happen because Hannibal doesn't lie. That's one thing I right. liked about, uh, about the characters in the show. And and, and I, I noticed there's been a trend that the, even when someone is giving a description, they don't actually lie. They tell their they tell right. their own truth, right? Like, mm. From a certain point of view, if you know what I'm saying.
2: you
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. so I really I like that, you know, especially because at one point there's no more pretense really between Will and Hannibal, and they even love each other and yet still try to kill each other. Uh, you know, I, mean, man, they, I know. What, yeah, they try to kill each other like two or three separate times, and they almost succeed, but they never quite do, right? And, and it's like, right. you know, it's and and how he- and, and, and how he caught is exactly how I would have caught him. I'm like the man cannot like he has to have he has like the best taste in everything, and if you know, just follow where he's eating the rarest fucking mushrooms. That's exactly how they blessed him, through Troubles. Yeah. And I thought that was that's awesome. It. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That, tru- yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, oh, that reminds me. Uh, we should probably mention that there is
1: a uh, Hannibal Cookbook, of course. Oh, yeah, I was just thinking of that. Yeah. And it's
0: funny, because he writes letters. to In season three, he's writing letters to these people, because in a weird way, he considers them friends. Like, Like, it's not personal. He wants to eat them. There's reasons. Exactly. Yeah. And said, and a couple of the characters mentioned that we get the letter. There's a recipe usually in it. Mm. I, I I thought that was funny. Yeah. Usually it's a recipe. Yeah. You know, and he's like here. You no, know, I can't cook, so do not you cook this for me? Uh, I did <laughs> like how they had Hannibal <laughs> eating Eddie Izzard his own legs.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, that was great. That was
0: fun yeah. And and, yeah. and then like the snails, they were using his arms to train the snails so they would eat meat when they were getting ready to feed, you know, 'cause he was in the SRO. Oh, yeah. oh my That's god. Right, yeah. I I was getting I am in shock how much they actually got away with on this. And then oh, Zachary. Yeah, I can't Kinto, believe it. Mm-hmm. Like Zachary Kinto is like in the show for like five minutes. That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like it's so bizarre. There's, like, these little cameos everywhere. and, and But Zach Kinto plays dead body on the floor. And it's like, why is Zachary Kinto on the floor? And then it like, looks in those credits. It's uh, Zachary Kinto on the floor. It's Zachary did give Kinto a, on the floor. Yeah, he's just dead. Like, like you know, like, okay, Zachary Kinto is dead. Um, <laughs> um, so um, it definitely feels like a Brian Fuller film TV show. Like, it does fit in with American Gods in Westworld. And, you know, it has that feel, absolutely. Um, you know, he, his hands are all over the stuff. So, I, I, like I said, I wish I loved it more, but I loved moments. And if it was a fourth season, I'd probably end up watching it for run.
1: Sure. I'd love a fourth season. I'd love to see them just tackle the Silence of the lamb storyline.
0: Well, considering they killed a major character that's in *Silence of the Lamb*, uh, well, they didn't actually kill him, but I don't know how they bring him into season four. Didn't he get his face ripped off and burnt alive? Yeah,
2: the
0: guy that runs, runs so. the the, the, what, the guy that runs the criminally insane hospital in Baltimore. He's a smarmy yeah, ass Bert. dude, and in, in, in the books, he's a smarmy dude. Dr. He's Dr. in all or something. He's an all yeah, Chilton, Doctor Chilton, Chilton, Chilton. I believe it's his name, right? Yeah. He's in he's in all three kill books him. too. It, it he you know, and Hannah considers him a nemesis. Um so I think he kills him in, in the Hannah book. But he doesn't kill him in the C series. Uh the Red Dragon got him. So uh Yeah, that's right. But, but didn't kill him either. I mean it, it's funny how people actually survive in Hannah you know, as gory as this show was uh main characters really like they get stabbed, they get maimed, they get gutted, one got a a, 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 a what was it, through the neck, was Fishburne gets stabbed I in know. the neck. And all of them live, right? Except for Abigail Hobbs.
1: I couldn't have... believe he lived.
0: I you know, I couldn't believe it lived too. I, I, I was like, no. Nee. You know, actually I really like <laughs> oh, the end no of way. season end of season two with him just walking out of the house. You know, oh, yeah. leaving, that's... leaving, and and they just ended with the, like this shot of all these people like just bleeding out on the floor, and I'm like, wow, they should have <laughs> ended it at season two. That would have been like good ending to the whole thing. Is like, oh my god, because like that's how they end it. Really, <laughs> I was like, awesome, because for you know, for a while there is gap, there was gap between season two and season three because they didn't get renewed immediately. So for a while, right. that's how it did end. Right? With all of them bleeding on the floor dying.
1: So. That would have no. been that crazy ending, actually. That would have changed everything, right?
0: It would have changed everything. That's true. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed it. But I think we're done for the night. I've talked about it. I would say we recommend if you haven't seen A Royal Affair, we all, I would agree, highly recommend it. And Eric Hogan, thank so you for calling. Good. Definitely yeah. watch it. Thank You'll you for it. having it's me too. on.
3: Um, oh, yeah. Have a good evening, you two.
0: Yeah, I no good talking. So,
1: Thank
0: you. um Steve, Oh, where Aaron, uh, Steve, where can they find you on in the interwebs in between uh podcasts? On the,
1: on the interwebs, uh I actually write for, I do just um some articles reviews on films and different things for 25 years later, uh Damn Fine TV and Cinema on Facebook. Um there's Twitter you can find there. Um And, uh, yeah, you can – that's where you can find my writings and other writings, and you can always check in on the Repo Nerds page and stuff like that. So that's about it. So –
0: and, um, of course, I'm Head Huntress. You can find – I have several groups I manage on Facebook, including the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Menace, which is where Steve and I met, is through my horror movie contest in October that I conduct, which I have Ravens with the um, judge team winner this year, so he gets to help me again, pick out the themes the this best. year. Yeah, so it's that'll be best. cool. I haven't, even, I haven't even thought about the themes yet this year because I'll tell you, shut down brain. Oh my god. Anyway, oh <laughs> I don't know. I, oh like, my it stifles creativity. you think all this free time, I'd be creative. Oh, I'm no, am sure. I don't. No, no, it's I not. Just, at all. I barely just content create. Uh, fuck that. Anyway, yep, I, I talked I about imagine. that on the other show. We want to talk about my shutdown woes on this yeah. show. Um, and um, well, it's what you it's find fun. me also. we do a, I, I have a sci fi group, the Rogues of Tashi Station, uh, which talks about yeah. science and science. So I talk about science there. And then uh, we also have uh, the FB Film Geek Circle, which is my oldest group. It actually started on MySpace and survived the transfer over. Wow. To yeah, so uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I've been talking that's to some That's deep lore, people. right
1: there.
0: Yeah. So that uh, that yeah, that's good. That is that is deep dive film geek, and right now I'm fully covering it. I'm I'm as a moderator, I am fully posting everything to do with Oscar and with Sundance because it's Sundance right now is happening. All oh, it just started, Utah. right? Yeah. So yeah. So I've been posting reviews for that. Uh, um, the exciting. Sexy Witches are uh, usually twice a month on Tuesdays, with the exception of next the next episode. We'll get to that in a minute. I, sometimes I have to move them around, but I usually don't. It's a bi-monthly mm. podcast. And then Repo Nerds itself here is a month. Once a month-ish, we'll be doing a Repo Nerd. So um, it will sometimes be on the same week as Sexy Witches, but not necessarily. And it's a little bit looser on the day. Than than the sexy witches. Sexy witches is almost always on a Tuesday, unless I'm trying to snag a guest, uh, you know. So uh, right. uh, phone nerd has it'll loser. always be a weekday evening, but it'll always be a little flexible on where it will be. Often Thursdays. Right. Though, Thursdays are usually pretty good for me. Uh, and you can find it on we're on Blog Talk on the At the Sexy Witchy page, and Spreaker, Spreaker, and. Picture I mean, what are all those podcasts? All are those sold for free. iTunes. That's right. Uh, Google Play. All those, a places. Bit. all those places you can find us. And no, we don't have a Patreon account this time, though. If this shutdown continues, I might have to make one.
2: <laughs> but yeah, we'll
0: true. cross that bridge until
2: we get there. to it.
0: Uh, I don't yeah. even want Patreon. I have issues with Patreon and it, and I'm glad people use it, but I, I, I choose not to for royalty reasons. Uh so uh, 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 yeah, it gives me uh, you I'm gotta sure. remember, uh when I start mo- when you start monetizing a podcast, um, then fair use is no longer uh you uh, uh, can it can it can affect your fair use defense. So, um, oh, no. but as if it's yeah, free, that's... it's fair. It's fair use, right? I right, so if someone's hey, are right. you are using a song that's on the radio on a regular basis. Well, a, I bought a file, so I can use it how I want, and b, um, right. there's only two people on a podcast, and it's free. It's a fair use thing. So, uh, you know, so I I'm careful about monetizing podcasts. I'd rather not.
1: That's a whole you know? different can of worms there.
0: Yeah, it changes it changes the rule of business when you when you. uh start you know there's that it's hard to, like public use and public domain issues are already bad enough with youtube so let's not rock the boat any harder than we do right? <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> so, right no um, need so, no no need so great uh so thank you steven again. uh so our next thank time you. we do this is going to be we're going yes. to still be doing some foreign films uh we are actually we going to spain um our next one and we this. actually this is special too. We are getting the sexy witches time slot. We're getting the next Tuesday that we do a sexy witch. It's going to be Repo Nerds bait and switch, oh, y'all. Wow. Uh, so we're that... getting a Repo t- Tuesday, February, 12th, and that All is right. the beginning. And that is going to be beginning of Latin in a week because um, we'll do sexy witches on Wednesday that week. Um, repo Nerds will be talking about. Spanish director Pedro Dolvar and we both have films that we're going to watch for for that episode. I also, I am going to Barcelona in February, so that's why we're doing Latin cinema. Uh, so that I am going to, to um, the film, his first film, which I've never seen, Your Ears. I'm going to watch that, um, and also. I want to watch, uh, and because it takes place in Barcelona, and all of his films, he's from Madrid, but he does sometimes in Barcelona. Um, I want to see the film, uh, and mm. I've never seen it. It's called Women on the Verge of a, of a Nervous Breakdown, and it's way famous. And I've never actually right. seen it, so I'm going to watch Me those either, films. And you were going to watch which film? You were thinking about pick uh, up your ears? Is, is it The Skin?
1: i uh, mentioned in, that, and I'd mentioned the skin I live in. I think is that what the name the of the skin I comment? live
0: in? Yeah. Have you ever seen Talk to Her?
1: No, I've only ever seen Volver that I know of, and um, gosh, I can, I'm sure I've seen something else, but I, I remember that one specifically. But uh, that's that, not many of the of, uh, of his films actually. I don't. What's his most famous film? All About My Mother.
0: All About My Mother, which takes place in Madrid, is a fantastic movie. absolutely one it's I've really – I've that.
1: I don't – Well, Wait, maybe, you few, maybe you have a few
0: – Maybe have a few films that you're going to have to watch I do. the next I need episode.
1: to do an El deep dive, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Uh, so, okay, so let's that's get you to fine. the assignments then. I'm going to assign okay. you All About My Mother because that's his most famous film, right? Got it. Okay. Got it. Um, we don't need to do the Penelope Cruise one. No, do not worry about that. I'm giving you three. Um, we're gonna do the uh you were to see the skin I live in because it's like a uh, uh
1: a horror film. It's like a uh, yeah, Cronenberg y or something It is yeah. very,
0: very cre yeah, it is it is body horror. Um and then I'm yeah. gonna give you one more and it's All it's, right. it's relevant to the news right now, and I won't tell you why, okay. but it's absolutely okay. his most twisted – I'm giving you his most twisted – Skin I Live In is twisted. This movie is more twisted, and it's called Talk Her from 2002. Oh. So I think I'm going to have you her. do that. Okay. Talk to her. All right. Uh, so, so you got that, and do... I will prick I've up. Got Prick up your ears and verge on of um, ver- women on verge of a nervous breakdown. So the two I'm gonna do, I may do one more, but those are really the only. Honestly, I think those are really tie me up and tie me down is really good. Um, I've seen uh, that's the
1: only one I think I've seen that I remember.
0: You know, this is honestly I think that's
1: that's it.
0: That's really the only ones I've right? seen.
1: Yeah, yeah I, kept that's thinking. It. yeah. I kept trying to think of something else, and, and uh, I can't. I don't think there is anything else. Yeah, women are definitely going to get Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. And like I
0: said, it takes place in Barcelona in 1988, which is right when um, the uh, uh, Olympics was happening there. Uh, so oh, I, I'm totally curious cool. about Very that. Cool. And, I've
1: uh, always yeah, heard I was, that that's a movie you to know, see. I've
0: been saying prick up your ears, sir, and I am smoking crack because that is not him. Me up and tie me down is him. Prick up your ears is a completely different movie. That's uh, Stephen Frears. I don't know that
1: movie. I I don't. I've never heard of that movie. Oh, it's Stephen Frears. I don't know that movie. It's Stephen Frears from '87. I I was getting him super. I've never heard of it. Ignore
0: me. I'm gonna watch Me Up and tie me down. I have. I've watched it. when I was a kid and not understand it. So I gotta watch right. it as a grown up. So those are the two why I was. That's how They're I about
1: Volter. I think. Well, pretty good. Um, but we've both seen it. No, we have. Um,
0: so, but yeah. I was young yeah.
1: when I saw it though, and I didn't really. I, I, I just remember it was critically acclaimed when I was younger, and it, did, it just didn't stick. Yeah.
0: Well, it's good. So, it, yeah, it's not it, something it I want to read really it. good. Uh, Broken Embraces, which is a similar movie to Volver, I actually like that one a lot more. Um, but we can talk about that during the actual sure. episodes. So, so once yes. again, we're gonna you are going to watch. We're gonna say this one more time. All about your mother from 1999, mm-hmm. right. uh, and you're gonna watch uh, The Skin I Live from 2011, and then Talk right. to Her from 2002. Um, so those are the three uh, you're going to do. It. And I'm going to do two films that are on my list. And Tie Me Up, Time Me Down from 89 and Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown from 88. So his two, his two, those are his breakout movies, his two breakout films. I'm going to watch those. Fantastic. I, I've watched too much from that on. High Heels On, I've pretty much seen everything on the
1: list. <laughs> so, well, uh, that's great. <laughs> that sounds like a, that's an episode.
0: That sounds like a fun episode. So we'll talk about that with yeah. you we'll then. And and then and then on Wednesday the 12th, the day after or the fifteenth, Sexy Witches returns and we're going to do, gonna do a preview right. of, bar- of my trip to Barcelona and hopefully uh, that special wow. will be Nina Osweg uh oh well, Osweg Oh my god, I'm really tired. Oswega uh, uh <laughs> okay, ne- my girl Nina from Sound of Thunder, the heavy metal band. Uh, she's going to come on and oh, talk cool. about. Uh, she has. You know, they had a hit. A surprise hit, Catalonia, with a metal version of the Catalonia anthem. And so she just came back that to Victor awesome. from there. So we're going to talk about. Um, you know. What you know, you know Gaudi and and Picasso yeah. and Salvador Dali and stuff. So that'll be a very unusually ah, fun. Exciting, yeah. And we're going to talk about Latino cinema, Latino cinema in general. So not just Spain, but I'm definitely going to talk about uh, Basque region of Spain. I want to talk about which is bitch We'll talk about uh, Guillermo del Toro, in Mexico, of course. I'll have Roma watched by sure. then. So uh, well, all that will happen oh, yeah. in the second week of February. So thank you all for listening. Tonight we're going to leave with the battle wrath of the ages between Jack the Ripper and Hannibal Lecter. And uh, huh. well, thank you again, Steve, and good night. Good film hunting. and Thank good you. View. All right. Good night, everyone.
2: The, uh, battles,
0: yeah. Jack the Ripper
2: forces all noble locked door! So I may have the liquor, it's Jack the ripper, shut the wrapper. Following you, wait before the dawn, it's winter. I'm a human trigger warning through the night until the morning. When the light shines upon my crime you find it sick yeah. in of An infamous, notorious delinquent, there's little more gory, a thing living in Victorian England. This is horrorcore Beware if you're a common whore, or at late night, you may find me knocking on your door. Not keen to leave until I'm knee deep in blood and gore. You're family on the knees, we've been scrubbing floors. The police need a lead, they know what they're looking for. My rats are like the way I eat my meat. Blame yeah. more. Classic megalomania You haven't mentioned me once in your entire battle rap. Pity your Earth wasn't worth a trip in the jack. We're jacking off in the track and put the lotion in the basket And cats with the ill-ass serial killer can deliver Rhymes finer than the candy I would pair with your liver <laughs> But the thought of your putrid flesh makes me want to shiver your British body's covered in more piss than litter. You stabbed Women when they wouldn't give you attention Like a petty dreadful version of O.J. Simpson But these days your nickname is all that's even known And you didn't even come up with that shit I your own I'm real You'll find me making vacancies in brothels While you only exist inside the pages of a novel. You were kept for ages in the hovel. Contained within a cage behind a locked door I never got caught Lisa <laughs> Superior, serial killer, Dr. Lester what did your forgotten people These days are watching death stops God have got from the hell of spread upon a country in Fuck the seven, seven no, no, Jack, you are doing fine. Oh, your your ham fisted attempt at a terrorist line. How typical of Jack the Ripper to chase the headline. Hit where and ask him how I get mine. I'm the bum 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 violence. A licensed psychiatrist who times in highest society. to time violence. Don't get me wrong, i will gross both your balls and My I have. But for a serial killer, you're as tasteless as a bull of pachi. You pray in a prostitute and play with our body. I do mind that you're naughty, Jack. I hate that you're floppy. Pop- Arnie, take me back to solitary confinement, because this dirty little lamb has just been silent. Oh on, hold on, hold